in today's show. I think it's a fun one. I'm going to be talking about NBA expansion. Hey, it's the dead part of the offseason. So, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. When you're listening to this, I'm maybe, probably getting some sick air on the pipe up at the snow, or falling face first off my skis. Either one of those two things. Maybe I'm in hospital with a broken leg, but I am trying to get some skiing in. So I thought I'd do this, which is relatively evergreen, I guess. And I'm going to make it like a little three-part series. The others will come out at some point next week. It's NBA expansion. I took the idea from a podcast I listened to, the Pro Football Focus Stock Exchange with Connor and Trevor. They did that. And I thought it was really interesting. So I thought I'd do it from an NBA perspective, expanding the league out. So, Warney, where's the sound? Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) There it is. All right, we're going to go to 32 teams. No point going even. We're going to go two teams. Two expansion teams. Let's smack them in. Team one that's coming in, the 31st team in the NBA, I think should be obvious. It's the Seattle Supersonics. We don't need to muck around with that one. Sonics are coming back. Easy stuff. They'll come back. Logo, colors, uniforms. All right, they can figure out minor adjustments, whatever. They're coming back. They're green and yellow. They're in Seattle. They're called the Sonics. We're done with this. We're all happy with that. We're okay. The Sonics are back in as one of the teams. Done. Now, the 32nd team. Where could we... there's There's so many options. San Diego. Okay, that's an option. Vancouver, Montreal, Mexico City, Kentucky... St. Louis, Las Vegas. Um, by Kentucky, I meant like Louisville, but somewhere in Kentucky. Um, Nashville, got Memphis. Why not Nashville? Orlando, not Orlando, sorry, Tampa is what I meant. Jesus, there is obviously an Orlando team. Um, <clears throat> South Carolina, Virginia. There's, there are a lot of options. Cincinnati. Right, lots of options I could have gone for the 32nd team. Um, I wasn't going to spend too much time. I'm not a graphic designer or anything like that. So I said, hey, if you've got an idea for an expansion team and logos and stuff, let me know. And old mate Yossi, he came he came to, to it, came to the party. He said, here's a team I designed, the Mexico City Angels. Well, he called them the Mexico Angels. I'm going to throw Mexico City in there. So maybe in the future, we could have two Mexico teams. So they don't make the mistake that the AFL made by calling the West the the team based in Perth the West Coast Eagles. So just you know, just all of Western Australia, sure, in one team. Could have called them Perth, but they didn't. So we're going to call them the Mexico City Angels. And you can see, if you are here on YouTube, and if you are on YouTube, um, get across and have a look. You can check it out. Or you can find Yossi on Twitter at Opinion Del Draft. Opinion Del, D-E-L, Draft. And you can see his designs. 
gone the Mexico Angel. He's got a color scheme of white and pink. That definitely stands out. And he's created five different jerseys. You can see the logo. I really like the logo. That's cool. Number pattern down there. He's got five different jerseys. He's got his white jersey, and you can see there's a little description on the bottom there. Uh, incorporating traditional patterns. The uniform celebrates traditional Mexican culture and design. Yep, with the little stripes down the side. Then you got the pink one, which is the icon, and he's in the Spanish, uh, Icano. Icono? Icono, I guess. Using the city's taxi tr taxi's traditional pink, the uniform is an homage to Chilango public transportation and urban panorama. So it's a pink jersey, some little patterns down the side. Cool. Really like that as well. He's got a couple of more jerseys that he's made. Really big effort here. This one called a debut, or debut jersey. It's black with pink. Debut jersey pays homage to Salon Los Angeles, a staple of Mexico City's nightlife for over 100 years. And there's a green jersey, the, what is it called? The Kioro? I can't really read that. My bad, really bad. Kiodad, I don't even pronounce that. That's bad for me. The addition is a tribute to Mexico City's 20th century taxis and more important monuments. So it's a full green with the logo up the side. And then he also chucked in a final jersey. The Declaration, inspired in Mexico City's iconic metro design. The uniform salutes the city's public transportation and its millions of users. So a lot of transportation themes through these designs. This one's really cool. White with orange and that little pattern all through the front and along the sides. That's his uniform set. All right. Really, really yeah, impressive. So that's it. Our 32nd team is the Mexico City Angels. Got the uniforms, got their logos. That's who we're going to be playing with. The Seattle Supersonics and the Mexico City Angels. So what are the rules that I'm going to set arbitrarily? I know if you go and play on NBA 2K and you do an expansion draft, the default setting is teams can protect eight players. Screw that. We're protecting five. If teams can protect five players, that's it. And it's basically with how the rosters currently are. That's that's all I'm, I'm going with. With how rosters currently are is who you can protect, including if you have restricted free agent rights, which counts for really one player, and that's Colin Sexton. You can protect five players. Everyone else is fair game. Seattle and Mexico City will snake draft for 13 rounds, but only one player per NBA team can be selected. So, if Seattle picks someone from Atlanta with pick one, nobody from Atlanta could be picked in any of the other 25 rounds. We're doing 13 rounds because they will both have two draft picks in the upcoming draft, which can get them to 15. Seattle and Mexico City will also receive lottery, lottery balls for next season. Like not, yep, for the end of this season, so that they come in at the end of this season. I know it doesn't work exactly with the draft and all that sort of stuff. Um, at this point because the draft's already happened. But they'll receive lottery balls equivalent to a bottom three team. All right, so this really they didn't get number one or number two straight up, but they get in that mix without 14%, which wouldn't be 14% because you're adding two extra teams, but around that mark. These teams, when they are acquiring players or choosing players, they can go over the salary cap, but they do have to stay below the luxury tax. That's how I wanted to set that up. So again, arbitrary. I don't know if that's exactly how the NBA will end up doing it when they do um, whatever you call it. What's the what's the word? Expansion, that's the word. I don't know if they'll do it that way. But it is the way that I'm going to look at it. At the moment, the salary cap is 123655000 
The luxury tax is one hundred and fifty million, two hundred sixty-seven thousand. So they can go up. They can go over that one hundred and twenty-three mark, but they must stay below one hundred and fifty. Then, of course, every other CBA rule applies, and bird rights, and going over the cap, and luxury, all that sort of stuff. But when you're picking players, you cannot go into the luxury tax for these two teams. So that's going to make some interesting decisions as well. So there's the basis. There's the rules. Five teams can protect five players. The two expansions can pick 13 players. They can't go over the luxury tax line. We've got Seattle. We've got Mexico City coming in. And I'm going to tell you in a second which players got protected from the 15 Eastern Conference teams. We'll get to that in just a second. But now I'm going to tell you about betonline.net. Of course, it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, find all of your latest sports, your favorite sports and events, and the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Hey, even when they do expand, you'll be able to find odds for those teams, maybe even other interesting futures for expansion teams in the NBA as well. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NHL, the NBA, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. they got you covered. Head to BetOnline today. Use your mobile device as well. Learn more about the action that's happening today. BetOnline, is it where the game starts? It probably should be, but let me tell you what, before I tell you their tagline, which I just spoiled, I'm going to go straight on there and have a look because all NFL games are up. Let's pick a random one. October 9th, Cowboys, Rams. Rams are four-point favorites. I'll take the Rams minus four against the Cowboys on October 9th. Pretty crazy to be betting it four months in advance, but here we are. And that means that BetOnline is where the game starts. So it's the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to protect five players. We're going to protect five players. I tried to do it what I would do, also mixed in what I think the team will do, where they currently sit. There's going to be some debates, and I want you guys to debate it with me. If you are watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments. Hey, this team would never do this. Well, this team, I don't think they would do this, or I would do whatever. Let me know what you think about these teams and who we're protecting and who we aren't. And there's some interesting decisions. I didn't want to do eight. I made it pretty boring and gave those expansion teams not many players to pick from. This way, it's going to make it more interesting. I don't know if the NBA will do it this way, of course. The Hawks, they are protecting Trey Young. Obvious, easy. They are protecting DeJounte Murray. Obvious, easy. Then, got a little bit harder. I am going to protect John Collins. I am going to protect DeAndre Hunter. I'm not the biggest DeAndre Hunter fan, but wings who allegedly can defend and allegedly can shoot, who are young with upside, sure. And I'm also going to protect Onyeka Okongwu. I'm not going to protect Clint Capella. That was my last debate. Was it going to be Okongwu? Was it going to be Capella? I also debated Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich, or Hunter or Collins. But I went with Young, Murray, Collins, Okongwu, and Hunter. I think Okongwu can easily take over as a starting center. He's 21. Capella's 28. He's on a rookie deal. The salary, 18 million versus 6 million. That yeah, helps me there. The expansions might not pick Clint, and we might be okay. But if they do, we've saved money, and we've got a replacement easily there. Jalen Johnson, AJ Griffin, first round picks from the last two seasons. Also, they're unprotected. You can take those guys. The Celtics was hard. It was really hard. All right, so what I tried to do, and it's hard when I'm taking the part of every team's GM plus expansion GMs. 
I protect Jason Tatum, easy. I protect Jalen Brown, easy. JB, you've done it again. I protect Rob Williams, easy. Protect Marcus Smart, pretty easy. And then the last one. Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Al Horford, Grant Williams. And I'm going to go back and forth on this. At the moment, I've protected Grant Williams because Horford is obviously older. He's important for us, but I don't think an expansion team will pick a 36-year-old Al Horford getting paid $27 million. If I was an expansion team, and I am in this case, I don't think that's the move I make. I can afford, I think, to lose one of Brogdon or White. Because remember, if they pick one of those guys, they don't pick the other. But a versatile forward, center, young player like Grant Williams, who's only 23 and he's paid a a really small amount of money, I just think there's value in holding him. I don't think Horford's going to get taken. I think White or Brogdon, one of those guys will go. But the other guy's still there, and they're both reserves. And I think you know just that replaceability of where what Grant Williams does is just not there on the roster. So debate that one with me. That's how I went. I'm also, you know, there are many ways I could have gone with the Brooklyn Nets, who's the next team. At this point, and maybe when you listen to this, it's not actually true. Kevin Durant is on this roster, so I'm protecting him. He might not want to be there, but bad luck, mate. You're on this roster, and I can at least get something in a trade. Kyrie Irving is on this roster. I'm protecting him. Ben Simmons is on this roster. I'm protecting him. Seth Curry, he's protected. And then, and then, lots of lots of options. I settled on, and I don't like this in, in hindsight, but I settled on Cam Thomas. Centers are relatively replaceable. And much like the Brogdon-White discussion from the Celtics, I unprotected Nick Claxton and Dayron Sharp. And I think if one of those gets taken, I'm okay with the other one sort of filling in that role. Sharp's not ready to level Claxton is, but I'm okay with that. I also didn't protect Joe Harris because I think he's, his salary is too high and his ankle's wrecked. So I don't actually mind if someone takes him. I didn't protect Paddy Mills, who had a really poor season at times last year and is older. I also didn't protect Royce O'Neal. Now, I probably he was probably the one I debated most, Cam Thomas versus Royce O'Neal. But Thomas's shot creation upside, his scoring upside, his youth, his contract, I think the ability to blossom into something else gave him the edge. But I could easily see an argument for Claxton or for O'Neal. Probably wouldn't be Joe Harris, probably not Mills, probably not Sharp. But they are some notable players who are still available. For the Charlotte Hornets... This was hard from a different reason. I didn't really know if there was five guys I wanted to protect. I ended up with LaMelo Ball, obvious one. Terry Rogier, very easy one. After that, hmm. Paul Washington Jr., I protected him. He is going to be a restricted free agent. He's 24. Cost control for one more year. I think he's useful. I protected Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. I would have preferred if they had have picked Sorry, I would have preferred if they had have kept Jalen Duran and not traded him because he would have been an obvious one to keep. But Mark Williams, I think you've got to keep him and see what happens. And then, by the way, Miles Bridges, he's not on a roster. No one has his rights. He's gone. We're not talk- we don't care about him. He's done. Mark Williams. The last spot, it was hard. I was going to pick Jalen McDaniels, but I didn't. I ended up choosing Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre is 26. I'm not the biggest fan of his game, 
But he's 26. You've got bird rights on him, but keeping him, he's going to have a significant role this season. I could have had Gordon Haywood in there, but he's 32. He's injury prone. Take that money. Sure, take it. Please, take it away. The other guy is Cody Martin, who's a really good defender, obviously. And they just signed up to a decent contract. There's James Booknight as well that you maybe could have considered. I didn't really, but I put him on that list. So the Oubre one, I can easily make an argument for Cody Martin. Haywood's the best player very clearly, but does it fit where this team is? Probably not. McDaniels could easily be the best out of that group on the bench. And Booknight I didn't really consider. Who would you have picked for Charlotte? What differences would have you gone with? Oh, that one I, I was really it was really tough. This one isn't. Chicago. Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan. Lonzo Ball, even though his knees are wrecked. Keeping him. Pat Williams. Gotta hold him. Nikola Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. I legitimately think Vuce might only have one to two seasons left as an NBA starter. But the other options available didn't get me excited. It is hard. Look, I guess I guess I could have made a play for Ayo Desunmu. Desunmu, sorry. Really good defensive season, but I worry offense, and I think he might be a bit overrated. Could have made an argument for the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. And Dale and Terry. They're all available, but I still don't think that picking Desunmu or Caruso or Terry over Vooch is a smart move for a team that thinks they're good, maybe thinks they're better than they actually are, though. Cleveland was also really, really hard. A lot of these, it's hard, man, to get down to five. There's some easy ones in Cleveland. Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. The easiest calls in the world. All right, you're protecting them immediately. And then, I don't really know. I picked Colin Sexton. He's not signed, he's not on their roster. They have his rights, obviously. He's getting low-balled. I think he he can be an efficient scorer, but he was miscast in some... Well, not even miscast. He scored well and scored efficiently on a really bad team. Is he a guy that contributes to winning? I don't actually know if he is or not. But I still think that his age, his scoring ability, his shooting ability, his efficiency is really, really important. So I protected him. And then the last one, bloody hell. Isaac Okoro, do I believe in him as a player? No, not really. But defensively, he's pretty strong. My other options were Karis Levert, injured a lot. Poor shooter, older, unrestricted free agent coming up. Okay. Larry Markinen, don't like the contract. Probably could have had him over a Coro, but ideally, I don't think you want a seven-foot center playing at small forward as you move move forward in your, in your development as a team. Kevin Love, he's great, but he's older. Oshai Baji, I don't really believe in him. He's also older than Isaac Okoro. I think he's totally fine, but I'm not protecting him. And there's Rick Rubio. Again, probably too old and coming off the injury. But I don't feel good about protecting Okoro. Levert, Markinen, like they're both better than Okoro at the moment. Rubio's better than Okoro. And Agbaji might become better than, or Kevin Love obviously is as well. Now, of course, they can only take one of these guys. So if they take Levert and Markinen, or Markinen, sure, no worries. We'll be okay. So that's how I decided to protect the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's tough work, man. The Pistons. People love talking about the Pistons and their young core. But, and they've got some good players. Don't get me wrong. 
but finding the fifth guy who I was an absolute no-brainer guy to um, protect wasn't easy. Cade Cunningham, yes. Jaden Ivey, yes. Jalen Duran, really easy. The depressed penis, Sadiq Bay. Yep, I'll keep him. And then lastly, I went with Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. But I think Stewart really is a backup center. They're going to try him at the four, I think, this year. I think he's a backup center. I honestly almost considered protecting Isaiah Livers, who I think Livers, Bay, Duran is what you need to be looking at as your three through five. I really think Livers can play a very strong NBA role. I almost considered him. Killian Hayes, not really, but he's there. Alec Burks, Hamadou Diallo, Marvin Bagley, Nerlens Noel. These guys are all on the roster, Kelly Linick, but they're not really worth protecting. They're all just sort of floating around. Livers was the one that I would consider over Stewart, but that's really about it. They're not teaming with brilliant options, I don't think. I don't think. Paces. This one got harder for opposite reason. It's too many guys. And part of me protecting these guys, which I'll talk about in a second for the Pacers, was me thinking the way Indiana is thinking and replaceability of prospects there. So they're protecting Tyrese Halliburton. They're protecting Humpty Dumpty, Benedict Matherin. Really, okay, simple. I think they're protecting Bud Heald. He provided some good value and you can get something in a trade for him probably. The next spots, I had four guys for two spots. I did not protect Miles Turner. Now, personally, if it was just me not taking anything into consideration, I would protect him. I think he's really good. But you know, I would protect him and say, okay, I can definitely get a first-round pick if I'm going to trade him. But apparently you can't, and the NBA doesn't value him the same way I do. So maybe that's just not a possibility. And protecting him would probably mean that I wouldn't be able to protect Isaiah Jackson. And given the way this team is, I think I'll just take that younger guy and let him develop into that role. And then there was also Chris Duarte, who I did protect, but I don't love Duarte as a prospect, 25-year-old guard who's probably a bench piece. Maybe. And I could have gone with um, Sticks, Jalen Smith. So in the end, I left Sticks available, Miles Turner available, and TJ McConnell available. Now, they can only lose one of Smith and Turner. And I think if they lost Turner, they wouldn't actually care. They lose Smith, maybe they do. He's quite young still. So, would I consider Smith over Duarte? Yeah, look, that that was probably the one I got closest to. And I still think, literally, that Miles Turner is the best player on this team. Currently, I think he's the best player on this team. I just try to have a blend of what I think the league thinks and what this team thinks. And I don't think they value him that way. And they've got a replacement. I don't feel good about that, though. They also had TJ McConnell available. If anyone wants to grab him, don't know why they would. Um, Kendall Brown, maybe not. Miami. Okay, you've got to protect Bam Adebayo. Bam, 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 bam. You've got to protect Jimmy Butler. Because he's my butler. You've got to protect Tyler Hero. Everyone has a hero. True. You got to protect Kyle Lowry, I think. And I also protected Max Struess. Wasn't sure about that one, but I, th- I think Struess is valuable enough to do it. Super cheap contract, too. So that left Caleb Martin, Victor Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, and Nikola, jo- Nikola Jovic, Little Chungus. 
available. Gabe Vincent also, Omer Yetzevan. Some interesting players. But I think that's probably the right five. For the Bucks. Giannis and Yeah, look, obviously, him, Middleton, Drew Holiday. I also selected, protected, protected. Brooke Lopez and Punch Bob, Bobby Portis. That leaves Grayson Allen, first-round pick Marjan Beauchamp, and Paddy Connaughton as available options. I did consider, I did consider putting Connaughton there, switchable wing, over Lopez or Portis. It also leaves Ingles, Hill, Matthews, Carter, Mamakelishvili all available, but yeah. I didn't really ever consider Allen. I don't really think he's a good player, but he can shoot a little bit. The Knicks, also pretty wild. Yep, we're going to protect Jalen Brunson. We're going to protect RJ Barrett. We are going to protect the double royal, Julius Randle. I am also going to protect Mitch Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Now, this is based on how the Knicks sort of view this. Me, I actually think Isaiah Hartenstein's a better center than Robinson. So... I'd lean towards Hartenstein over Robinson, but with the money they gave, I can see that going. And then I'm protecting Quentin Grimes over Emmanuel Quickly, over Obi Toppin, over Ivan Fournier, and over Hartenstein. Is that projecting forward too much? Maybe a little bit, but the size, the upside, shooting, defense, a little bit of passing. He used to be a lead guard. I think that there is way more upside than him than in Toppin and Quickly. Definitely Fournier. That's an obvious one. You're never going to protect him. Um, but yeah, Hartenstein for Robinson, quickly for Robinson, Toppin for Robinson, Toppin for Randall, maybe, probably not. It was That was a tough one. I'd love to know what you would have done with the Knicks. Is there any, am I right to think that Hartenstein could have gone over Robinson? That's what I would do. The Magic, whew. All right, Bunkero, easy. We're protecting Paolo. We're protecting Franz. We're protecting Jalen Suggs. And I'm protecting Wendell Carter Jr. I don't think you should argue about those four. And then, I went with Markel Fultz. I don't know how confident I feel about it. He's paid a fair bit of money. He's only just turned 24. I protected Fultz over Cole Anthony, who I just think projects as a sixth man, inefficient scorer. I protected him over the yokai John Isaac. Who knows how much he ever plays? I protected him over Akiki, over Bamba, and over Gary Harris. Nice, Gary! The 76ers. Oops, wrong button. 76ers. Embiid, Harden, Maxi, Tangles, easy pick. Easy pick. I also picked the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Now, if I wasn't a team like Philadelphia who's pushing for a title, I'd love to unprotect Harris and have someone take that contract off my hands. But realistically, they're trying to win and you can't replace him, so you've got to keep him. The last spot, I took DeAnthony Melton, the wave pool. Yes, they did sign PJ Tucker, but I think Melton at his youth, the value on the wing, that's who I'm going to take. And I don't really see an expansion team taking three years of 37-year-old PJ Tucker. So I left Tucker unprotected, Thibel unprotected, House unprotected, Paul Reed as well. 
Toronto. Well, I'm just protecting the starting five. Barnes, Siakam, Van Vliet, Van Vliet, Van Vliet, um, Ogiananobi, and Gaz Trent. Leaving Achua, Boucher, Flynn, Thad Young, Otto Porter, all available. I'd find it impossible to debate that, I think. You can come with a debate. I'll disagree with it. I don't see how you can go a different direction. The next one, the Wizards, the last one for the, the East. We're going to do the West in another show. This is interesting. Again, I don't think the Wizards are going anywhere. Bradley Beal's on a horrific contract. I might want to set this team on fire. Hey, Josh, you're GM for a day. I don't protect him. Let someone else take it. Compl- properly rebuild, take him. But I know that's not going to happen. It's not realistic, but that's what I would do. So Beal and Porzingis, let's protect them. I think they protect Kuzma. I think they should protect Avdia. And I think they should protect Monty Morris. Not sure about that, though. That leaves Rui Hachimura unprotected, Farton Will Barton. It leaves first-round pick Cobra Kai John Davis unprotected. I don't think he's particularly good. So I've got no problem with that. But I get if you want to protect him over Morris. It leaves Gafford available. And it leaves Kispert available. And as we go through all those teams, you'll notice there's quite a few good centers available. Gafford, but Miles Turner, Clint Capella. Center is an interesting position, isn't it? So, Turner and Capella, I haven't done the West yet. Turner and Capella feel like they could be going to the Sonics and going to the Angels. Set their up, so maybe Gafford gets saved. Who knows? But I'm really interested to see what you guys think. Is it outrageous that I would have kept or like I considered Hardenstein over Robinson? How stupid would I have been if I said, nah, Brad Beal, you're unprotected. Go. Go to Seattle. It seems pretty weird, but I, I, I so close to... I should have done it. I was so close to doing it. Was it stupid to unprotect Miles Turner? Again, tried to put a little bit of real-life spin on this. Let me know what you think. We'll be back and do a Western Conference one and then do the draft over the coming weeks. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave your comments down below. After you've listened to this, go check out Locked On NBA, 30 minutes of NBA action every day. Catch up on all of the news. Guys, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app if you're here on YouTube. Comments galore. Throw them in there. What would you do with all those teams? What's wrong? What's right? What would you do different? Chuck it in. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.